I think I should make one thing abundantly clear. I'm not a very nice guy. of the Chuck Series Companion. I am your host, the Jaystrom, and I am here today to talk about Chuck. Why? Because Chuck is my favorite show, my favorite show of all time, and I thought maybe I should do a podcast talking all about it. Now, if this is the first time for you to listen to this podcast, just know that I am covering every single episode of Chuck. Right now, I am on Season 2, Episode 15, and this is the 28th episode of Chuck. And there are 91 in all, so I'm just getting started on my mission. And to my listeners who have been listening all this time, I wanted to apologize to you for the big break that I've had between episodes. I've been distracted with other things, and... Much like my love of Chuck when I would be binge-watching season to season, sometimes there would be long breaks in between seasons because something would happen, I would get into something else, maybe some video game came out, or uh, I would be working on my show, uh, my other show, which is Entertainment Landfill, but I always come back to Chuck. Chuck is like that beacon of hope, that lighthouse when I'm out to sea during stormy weather, I find my way back to Chuck, and I'm here again back to Chuck. Chuck brings me happiness. I love the show. The characters are like a surrogate family, and uh, I'm not giving up on it. So if there's a long delay between episodes, I just want to apologize to everyone, and just know that I will get back to it. Also, I want you to hold up your part of the job, which would be to go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you can find all my previous podcast episodes of the Chuck Series Companion. Also, I write up little blog entries about each episode that I cover. I like to write about it, talk about the songs in it, or my favorite parts, etc. It's a companion to the podcast, so please check that out. There you can also leave me some feedback. Send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com. It could be an email, it could be a voicemail, whatever you want to do. But I love feedback, and I would love to hear what you think of the show and what you think of Chuck. It helps keep me going. I'm not kidding. When like a month or two goes by and I haven't done an episode of Chuck, you're like, oh man... You should know that I could use some feedback. Somebody tell me, dude, I love this podcast. I can't wait for another episode. Are you going to do a new one soon? It totally motivates me to get back on the ball. So it's up to you guys, man. Uh, This is a long haul doing these episodes, but I love doing it. But it's just a matter of staying consistent. And I want to try to do that. Just, you know, other things get in the way. But if you guys are encouraging me along... Do it, because I'm I'm going to be honest with you. There's times I'm wondering, should I keep doing this? 
Is anybody listening to this? Does anyone care? But just that one person tells me, hey, dude, I like the show or I love the podcast or, hey, the podcast, I listen to it during work. It gets me through the day. I love being able to hear Chuck. That's great. Send me that. It motivates me. Now, speaking of feedback, I actually do have a voicemail. And this voicemail is from Rick Lidster from Australia. Let's hear what he has to say about Chuck. Hello, Chuck Series Companion. I've been constantly listening and I'm always looking forward to the next episode. I kind of want to get to the episodes where he starts to become like an actual spy with all the Matrix-style downloading of information into his brain where he can suddenly do Q. So, yeah, keep it up and... uh, I want to get to that point because I want to re re uh, experience that show. You know, you know, it's a great show. It's good fun. I started watching. I don't know, it might have been episode three. I just started like playing through episode three. I didn't start from the beginning for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but it's such a good fun show, and uh, I just hope. Jason, that you can, you know, make it through all the episodes because it'll be quite an achievement. So keep up the good work. I love it. This was Rick from Australia. Big kiss. All right, Rick. Thank you so much. And thank you for encouraging me to continue the show. I appreciate that. It gets better and better as we go on. I can't wait to keep going into season two because I love the way season two ends And I want to cover that. And then I want to get into season three and four and five. But it just takes time. And hey, what's the rush? When this show aired originally on NBC, oh man, we had to wait through it all. We had to wait through breaks and the Olympics and summer breaks. And then not knowing if Chuck would be renewed. And then it would be renewed, but it wouldn't come back in September. It would come back in March or something like that. Then they would decide, no, we're not going to wait till March. We're going to air it sooner, and then we'd be excited. (laughs) But I'm going to keep going because I love the show. And what's funny is to prepare for each episode of the Chuck Series Companion, I watch the episode over again. And in the case of Chuck versus the Beefcake, I watched it multiple times. I watched it, I think, three times preparing for this. And each time I would start the episode, I would think to myself, oh, oh, okay, this is where the problems begin. Now, if you remember, Chuck versus the Best Friend and Chuck versus the Suburbs aired out of order. And that creates a huge problem in this episode. If you were to have just watched Chuck versus the Best Friend and then start this episode, there's a problem with the way Sarah and Chuck feel about each other. And I had a real problem with that when I was thinking about this episode, and I realized I have to talk about that, but I'm going to wait until the scene where problems really start, and I will get to that. First, I want to talk about the director. Patrick Norris directed this episode. As far as I know, he's not related to Chuck Norris, but he's directed a lot of episodes of The O.C., which Josh Schwartz did. He's directed a lot of Gossip Girl, which Josh Schwartz did. Directed a lot of Heart of Dixie, which Josh Schwartz uh, produced also. 
So he's worked with Josh Schwartz multiple times. He's also directed episodes of Parenthood, Witches of East End, and Nashville. So this guy, he's a lifer. He does a lot of television. This episode was written by Matthew Miller and Scott Rosenbaum. Now, I've talked about Matthew Miller a lot. This guy has written a lot of fantastic episodes of Chuck. Chuck vs. the Tango, The Imported Heart Salami, Seduction, DeLorean, and he goes on to direct many more. And it looks like this episode was also written by Scott Rosenbaum. Scott Rosenbaum previously wrote Sizzling Shrimp, Imported Heart Salami, Breakup, and Santa Claus. Come on, I love Chuck versus the Santa Claus, so obviously I'm going to love this episode. And here's the thing. I was struggling with this as I watched this episode three times to prepare. I realized I've mentioned before on the show that I, I'm not very critical of the show because I enjoy it so much. But something was bothering me about this episode. Now, what I'm saying is, like, I watched it like one week, like on a Monday, and I was like, oh, I'm totally going to do a show and record my thoughts on this. And then something would happen, and then another week would go by, and i go, oh, I need to watch it again, so it's fresh in my mind. And I would watch it again, then something else would happen where I wouldn't uh, record the show. Then, like a month later, I watched it again, and then I realized there are things in this episode that drive me nuts. And I will get to those as we cover them. Now, I do like a lot of things about this episode. We're introduced to Agent Cole Barker, played by Jonathan Cake, who I think is great in the role. He's this cool James Bond kind of guy. I am supposed to hate him, I think, but I don't really hate the guy because, you know, I'm supposed to get mad that somebody's coming between Chuck and Sarah, but I don't. I have no problem with that. I will get to my problems with it in a bit. I'm teasing it right now, but Uh, Just so you know, there's some good stuff in this episode, but there's also things that bother me. And uh, let's go ahead and start the episode. This is Chuck versus the Beefcake. Maybe my first problem is the title of the episode. Beefcake? Come on. I got to talk about Beefcake now? Thanks a lot, show. Now, when the episode first begins, we see a man digging, and it turns out he's grave robbing. He's robbing the grave of one Andy Richter, who played Brad two episodes ago in Chuck vs. the Suburbs. Now, if that episode would have aired in order, it would have just happened, so it naturally would have gone right into this episode where Brad dies at the end of the Suburbs, and then right, boom, at the beginning of this episode, his grave is being unearthed. And we see the man has pulled up a belt buckle. And there's something very important about this belt buckle. Then we cut to Castle, where Casey and Sarah are viewing pictures of the unearthed body. And General Beckman is now briefing them. Yeah, it's the stiff. The corpse was dug up from a CIA dump site. The grave belonged to Brad White. It's one of the fulcrum agents who ran the intersect test on Chuck. 
Why would they rob his grave? That's what we need you to find out. We picked up chatter that whatever they took is potentially game-changing intelligence. You want us to grab Chuck, keep him underground? I don't think that's necessary yet. But keep a close eye on the asset until we have further information. Don't let him out of your sight. So cut to the Bartowski house, and Chuck's not answering the phone. Why wouldn't he answer when Sarah's calling? Chuck, I'm Sarah. Don't you want to answer it? Oh, you know, I'm going to see her later anyway, so... Yeah, sometimes you got to play hard to get. Cold and detached is a very powerful aphrodisiac, babe. So is abstinence. You want to try it? Don't! I think you better sit this one out, Devin. Not getting involved. Chuck, the other night, you said some pretty heavy things about Sarah, about her not being the one. Well, you know, I mean, we've got our issues... But don't, don't worry, sis. It'll all work itself out. No, Chuck, it won't. That's what you always say. You know, you have to take control of your life if you want to move forward. You said you'd work at the buy more temporarily. It's been, it's been five years. It's, it's just, it's not so easy breaking up with Sarah Walker, you know. It's, uh, it's a little complicated. I know, I know. And I love Sarah. I just think that if she's not the one, you got to tell her. You're not just hurting her, you're hurting yourself. So... A lot of people get really pissed off at this scene at Ellie because Ellie's telling Chuck, dude, brother, if nothing's going to happen, you need to move on. And I actually can understand where Ellie's coming from. You have to think about Chuck versus the suburbs, not Chuck versus the best friend, which is the episode that just happened. If you remember at the end of Chuck versus the best friend, Jeff and Lester are Jeffster. They're playing Toto. Um, Chuck was yelling at Sarah because she didn't know what it was like to have a best friend. Uh, she apologizes to Chuck in this scene. Uh, let's check this out. I wanted to apologize. I could have been more sensitive before about your friendship with Morgan. It's just, it's difficult. I don't really have anyone in my life like that who, who cares about me. What a great moment. She doesn't think anybody cares about her the way Chuck cares about Morgan. And he's like, yeah, you do. And they both smile at each other. Warm feelings. And then this episode begins. And all of a sudden, Ellie's telling Chuck to break up with Sarah. (laughs) So you're like, dude, what the hell, man? But you have to remember how Chuck versus the suburbs ended. And that was originally supposed to lead right into this episode. Now, if you'll remember, Chuck and Sarah pretended to be a married couple. Chuck really got into it, seeing how this could be the life they could eventually have. And then it all comes crashing down when it turns out Fulcrum is running the cul-de-sac. And they have their own version of the intersect that they're trying to create. And General Beckman tells Sarah, this is a more dangerous time than ever before. You must be on your guard. So she pretty much tells Chuck... All the kind of goofiness and flirtations between us, we got to stop that. This is some serious stuff. And Chuck is kind of bummed out, and he goes running home with his tail between his legs. And poor Ellie, she thinks her brother just spent a nice weekend house-sitting with his girlfriend. She has no idea about any of this spy stuff. You can't be mad at her. She doesn't know. All she knows is what her brother tells her. And if her brother tells her that he's just with Sarah because it's easy, but he's really nothing's going to happen between them, 
would you wonder, why is my brother in a relationship like that? Yes, you would. So let's replay the scene. Cassettes Won't Listen is playing Freeze and Explode. Great song. Chuck comes home and Ellie wants to know what happened. This should have been the scene that happened right before this one. Hey. What did I tell you? How sitting really changes things, huh? Absolutely. Just just not the way you were hoping. No. To tell you the truth, the suburbs were kind of a disaster for me and Sarah. Well, what happened? What went wrong? I guess something that's been wrong from the start, you know? You guys aren't breaking up, are you? No, 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 no. Trust me. Sarah's not going anywhere. Chuck, I guess I, I don't I don't know what you're saying exactly. Look, Elle, I, I know how much you love Sarah. And I know how much you love the idea of us and us moving forward with you and Devin. But we're not anything like you guys. But you guys seem so perfect. Yeah, I know, I guess. But being in that house with her, it was so close to being perfect. The way I had always pictured it would be. That I realized... What was wrong with that picture? And it was us. Sarah and I are never going to be anything more than what we are right now. And you know what? I'm okay with that. So, wow, that was the last thing Chuck told Ellie about him and Sarah. So now it's totally understandable why she would say, Chuck, maybe you should think about telling Sarah your real feelings that nothing's ever going to happen between you. When people watch this, they want Chuck and Sarah to be together. So naturally they get pissed off at Ellie for saying that. But it's totally understandable that she feels that way. So now that we're back on track, we understand why Chuck feels the way he does. We can move on and I feel better now. So thank you guys for letting me take that detour. <laughs> but I will say this from now on, whenever I rewatch Chuck season two, I'm rewatching it in the correct order. I'm watching Chuck versus the best friend first, then Chuck versus the suburbs, then Chuck versus the beefcake because it really does matter. All right, let's move on. Now let's cut to the buy more and Morgan has some problems he needs to talk to Chuck about. Now, if you remember the way Chuck versus the suburbs ended, we found out that Big Mike was dating Morgan's mom. And then Chuck versus the best friend, none of that is mentioned, of course. But now we're back into regular continuity and naturally Morgan has a problem with this. Let's check it out. Dude, do you have any idea what it's like to be in a relationship that's so upsetting that just keeps you up at night? Vaguely familiar. I don't think you do, man. All right, look at me. I haven't slept in days. You, you, you know, if I don't get at least 12 hours, I'm a basket case. Is something wrong with you and Anna? She's out of town. We're actually really good. You know, it's my mom and Big Mike, dude. They're like teenagers. You just keep going at it and keep going at it. The man moans like a wounded sea lion. Oh. Yikes. Hey, anyway, listen, I was just wondering if I could just crash with you for a little while until this whole thing blows over, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what, buddy? I'll run it by Ellie and Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, uh, Sarah's calling again, and it still doesn't look like Chuck wants to answer the phone. Screening my calls? 
Hey, no, 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 yes, a little. I've been meaning to talk to you. I just, I was waiting for the right time and I've been really slammed here at work. Can I buy you a frozen yogurt? Sure. Wow, Chuck totally got busted screening his calls, but uh, Sarah looks like she's ready to uh, listen to what Chuck has to say. So, what did you want to talk about? You can go first. Oh, mine's spy-related, and I have a feeling yours isn't. Um, <clears throat> I, I wanted to talk about us. You want to break up again? I caught some chatter through bites of cereal in the surveillance tab. Sorry, it's an occupational hazard. Um, of course. Look, Sarah, it's not you, it's me. Probably not the best idea to give the it's not you, it's me speech to a trained assassin, Willie, a knife. I was warming up into more original terrain. Can you give us a minute, please, Casey? Yeah, Casey, what bad timing. Come on. Um, <clears throat> look, Sarah, you know how much I care about you. It's, it's just getting, it's getting so complicated lying to my sister and my, and my friends. Sometimes I don't even know what lie I'm telling. Look, tell them we're taking things slowly and that while we enjoy each other's company, we don't really feel the need to label it and who knows what the future holds for us. But that's, that's just another lie, isn't it? We'll never really be together. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I think we should break up. Is that what you really want? Yes, it is. Great. Most annoying romance of my life is finally over. Downstairs, now. Come on. Wow, so it seemed like Sarah treated that more like a handler to Chuck than someone that has feelings for Chuck. Going back to what General Beckman said, that this is a serious, dangerous time, she really just has to keep Chuck in check. Chuck in check. Hey, did you guys like that? Now cut down to Castle for a debriefing. We were able to lift a print off the body bag. It seems the grave was robbed by a fulcrum agent, Cole Barker. Seems like a real ladies' man. He arrived at LAX this morning and took a cab to the Standard Hotel. We suspect that's where he's going to meet his fulcrum contact later and make a handoff. Agent Walker will attempt to retrieve the intelligence he's carrying using any means necessary. That's all. Hey, can, can, we, can we get a little closer on this picture of Cole? Maybe push in on his groinal area? <laughs> Whatever you say, Chuck. Are you seeing something you like down there, Bartowski? Chuck looks closer at the man's belt buckle, and it's the belt buckle from the beginning of the episode that he dug out of the grave. And he flashes on it! Oh, okay, I just flashed, and the intelligence is in Cole's belt buckle. Well, you're going to have to get his pants off, huh, Walker? Good thing Bartowski dumped you. Good old Casey. <laughs> now, let's cut to the buy more, and Big Mike is happier than ever. He's in a healthy relationship, and he almost thinks of Morgan as a son. Rhymes. I should have called you son. Who the hell are all those geeks over there at the custom service desk? You're supposed to hire the new green shirt today. You want to do the interview? Get a little taste of what the power of management is? Mmm. Why can't you do it? Well, your mama asked me to stop by the house today and take care of a few things. There hasn't been a man around there in a while, and certain things have become <clears throat> neglected. Like what? Uh, 
Oh, Jeff, you just had to ask, didn't you? Oh, the, the plumbing's a mess. I got to get over there and I got to lay down some pipe. I got to snake the drains and make sure everything's running smoothly again. Okay. You're in charge, son. Just think, all this could be yours someday. Mm. <laughs> Poor Morgan. Oh, and I shouldn't forget that this episode had a whole swimsuit supermodel tie-in to it, where we get Brooklyn Decker and I think some other models. And naturally, Jeff is reading the swimsuit issue there at the nerd her desk. I wish we could hire a green shark to look like that. Hey, buddy, you got too much on your plate emotionally. Jeff and I can help out with the interviews. Dude, that's, um... Oddly sensitive of you, and I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Wow, that was so nice of Laster. What a great friend. You know what I'm thinking? Casting couch. I should have known. I kind of like her. And her. Wait. Why are these babes going to get busy with us again? The casting couch is a long-honored tradition between men and women, Jeffrey. We offer fame and fortune. They offer themselves. For a job as a green shirt? Uh, for the opportunity of a lifetime. A high-paying modeling job at Burbank's finest electronic store. May I present to you the Buy More Babe. Lester, you're a genius. Is he? Now let's cut to the hotel where the mission is taking place, waiting for Agent Barker, and we hear the song... Tigers in the Fire by Love Grenades. Let's play Tigers in the Fire. I know this is just Game on. Beefcake just stepped in. Where's his contact? Well, I have an intersect in my head. Look around. We don't have much time here, Walker. So get to his room. Get his belt off. Make it a quickie. Nice, Casey. Real subtle. Maybe, maybe there's a maybe there's a, maybe there's a better way to do this. You know, throw a sack over his head, drag him outside. Come on, Casey. You're always you're always up for a good mugging. Can't risk his contact seeing us. What's the matter, Bartowski? Afraid of a little competition? Now let's cut to the Bartowski household, and it looks like. Ellie and Devin have just gotten done jogging, working out, whatever it is those kids do. And uh, what's this? Morgan is there in their house and he's mixing martinis or something. Morgan, what are you doing here? Uh, Chuck didn't tell you. This is kind of embarrassing. My mom is uh, romantically involved with my boss from work. So I just I need a place to stay. Big Mike's bone and bologna. Gross, honey. Yeah, really, Devin. Gross. Morgan, look. Uh... Oh, listen, I'll, 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 it'll just be for a few days, okay? And I promise I'll earn my keep. I've already taken the liberty of drawing a very hot bubble bath and ice cold martinis. Dry with olives. <laughs> well, thank you. Now off to the tub with you, all right? The roast will be out of the oven soon. Rest is in the oven. Hey, sounds good to me as long as he's cooking. Now let's cut back to the hotel and Sarah's ready to make her move. And then we hear the song Wake Up by Macintosh Braun. 
Cole's full-grown contact is going to be here any minute. Time to let it all hang out. I was wondering if it's safe for Sarah to be alone with such a dangerous guy. It's okay, Chuck. I've got protection. And besides, we have a safe word. If I ask for any crystal champagne, Casey will know I'm in trouble. She'll be fine. Trust me. It's not like it's her first time. Ah, oh, God. He just loves rubbing it in Chuck's face, doesn't he? Just you sitting alone. Very observant. Do you want some company? Not really. Well, neither do I, but uh, the problem is if I sit alone at the bar, then every guy in here is going to think I'm lonely and desperate and try and take a shot at a total stranger. Isn't that what you're doing right now? <laughs> Guilty as charged. If we're going to continue this conversation, I think I should make one thing abundantly clear. I'm not a very nice guy. Good. I'm not into nice guys. Really? Why is that? Well, all they want to do is talk about their feelings and emotions, and sometimes what a woman really wants is a man who acts. Ouch! <laughs> well, then why don't we stop talking and take this up to my room? You have my word. Nothing nice will happen. Good girl, Walker. Hit 11. Poor Chuck is miserable. Now let's cut back to the Bartowski house. And I got to say, Morgan has whipped up a nice looking dinner. That looks yummy. Here we go. Hot plate. This is incredible, Morgan. It is truly awesome. Yes. You know, food is kind of like a seductress, you know? Um, Give me a little ah, tidbit. I, uh, I scored Anna by serving myself a la mode. Yeah, um, Morgan, I think you might be oversharing there a little. Yeah, it's just a shame that Chuck couldn't be here. Although, I'm pretty sure he's probably enjoying his own delicious little meal right about now. <laughs> and, of course, I mean Sarah Walker. Yeah, if he hasn't broken up with her yet. Uh, why on God's green earth would he ever, ever break up with Sarah? Ask Ellie. It was her idea. Really? What? He said that he didn't think she was the one. There are a few precious things I know anything about in this world. Chuck's one of them. Believe me, Sarah's the one. How do you know? How do I know? It's, it's all over the kid's face. When Chuck is around Sarah, he is the Chuck that we always dreamed of, all right? The, the, the Chuck that has the potential to do anything in the world. Maybe I shouldn't have told Chuck to break up with Sarah. Yeah, you think, Ellie? Listen to Morgan! If there's anybody who knows Chuck, it's Morgan. And he's right. Well, look at the bright side, honey. Chuck said he was moving out years ago. It'll probably be years before he gets around to breaking up with her. Uh, yeah, not really, Devin. He seemed to have done that at the beginning of the episode. Well, anyway, let's cut back to the hotel. And Chuck is listening to everything as Sarah is trying to seduce Agent Barker. Which room is yours? 1121. It's a suite with a fantastic view giant king-size bed and a jacuzzi top you okay oh, me yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm fine just curious if i'll be home in time for charlie rose maybe you shouldn't listen i'll stick that here wake up i will listen in case i flash on something speaking of flashing chuck looks over at the two goons guarding the elevator and he does just that 
like right now. Casey, Casey, the two suits getting into the uh, elevator right now, they're fulcrum. They, they could be the contact. You stay here. I'll handle this. Hey, guys. So, Casey gets on an elevator with the two goons, but then a nice woman and her baby in a stroller get on board, so he has to be extremely cautious to make sure they're okay. But not before Agent Barker and Sarah arrive at the hotel and they begin a furious makeout session. <laughs> Here we are. Not so fast, honey. I usually don't do this on a first date. Whoa, get a room, guys. Oh, wait, they already did. Never mind. Well, Sarah has lost her purse across the floor, and of course we know it has a gun in it, as they previously established. And also, Chuck is listening to all of this, and I'm sure his imagination is running wild. Let me get a little something from my purse. <laughs> right here. Oh, this is too rough. Oh, yeah. Uh, bartender, something really strong, please? Well, Chuck has removed his earwig, and uh, I think he's going to get drunk. Uh, I told you I wasn't a nice guy. Now, back on the elevator, Casey's going to take this opportunity to take these bad guys down. Okay, hands up, NSA. It'll be okay, man. Step off the elevator with your baby. Hey, please, don't shoot. Wait a second, that's not a real baby, it's a doll! Kill him! So now that a gunfight's ensuing in the hallway, Sarah's going to take the opportunity to kick some ass. Emma, I'm willing to try new things, but it's getting a little hot in here. I wonder if we could maybe grab some champagne. Maybe some crystal. Wait, that that's the safe word. But nobody's listening. Let's order the ladies some crystal. Ah, tasty. Hit me again. Aw, Chuck is busy getting drunk. He has no idea. Hey, I need a bottle of Cristal for Sweet 1121. Now Chuck knows! Casey, I heard the same word. I think Sarah's in real trouble. And my own problems, Chuck. Don't be a hero. Get out of here. too dangerous for me right now well now agent barker has sarah's gun so she's gonna have to take action enough games sweetheart who'd you work for hey 
Nice! Chuck caused a distraction that gave Sarah the window of opportunity to kick the gun out of Barker's hands. I love this bit where Chuck tries to kick the door open. It's hilarious. So, when Chuck kicks the door down, everything's okay because Sarah who's in her underwear, by the way, has Agent Barker on the ground, and Sarah's got her gun on him. Maybe you should put your dress on, because it's uh, a little chilly in here. Now, cut to the parking garage, where Chuck and Sarah are leading Agent Barker out of the building. Casey, we've got the belt and Agent Barker, and we're heading to the car. You guys are making a huge mistake. You just keep your mouth shut. We'll deal with you later. It won't be later unless you listen to me. You have no idea who you're dealing with. Do you think I'm falling for this? Trust me, you're not that charming. But wait, what's this? A chopper arrives, and it doesn't look like a regular kind of chopper. It looks like it's got guns on it. Oh, dear. That's not our ride. Not us. Okay, you stay here. I'm going to try and pull fire away from you. Casey and Sarah, we need help now. Sarah! Sarah! What the hell is Sarah doing? She's shooting at a attack helicopter with a pistol? Is she crazy? Okay, listen to me clearly. I'm not a fulcrum agent. I'm in my six working on the cover. Why didn't you say anything before? Because I didn't want to blow my cover. You don't. But if you want her to live, you don't have a choice. I don't know, Chuck. Can we really believe this guy? I don't know. I'm weighing the uh, pros and cons here. I just don't know. Ah, go ahead. Let him loose. Do something or she's already dead. Thanks. And then we see Agent Cole Barker with two pistols running straight at the helicopter. It's very heroic and badass. Sarah! Sit down. He shot a gas main, it ignited, and then it blew up the helicopter. Totally awesome. And a pretty cool effect, too. Hey, come with me if you want to live. Wait a second. Come with me if you want to live? That's like a Terminator reference. I'm not sure it works here with this Agent Cole Barker. Maybe if they cast, like, Michael Bean in the role or, you know, Robert Patrick, maybe. But whatever. Okay, I'm going to let him have it. <laughs> oh, and Casey's about to knock him unconscious. You're not going anywhere. So, cut down to Castle, and Chuck is removing the chip from the belt buckle, and they have confirmed that 
Agent Barker is indeed MI6. I want to apologize to you directly, Agent Barker. We had no record you were MI6. People just blew 18 months of undercover work. We, we did recover the stolen intelligence, didn't we? I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a complete just, loss. Just, I'm just saying it wasn't a complete loss. <laughs> I love how Chuck is fumbling around with the chip and uh, Casey's like, just g- g- give me the chip. Give it to me. Whatever information is on that chip is useless without the playback device. Why? Fulcrum devised a system to ensure the critical information, if intercepted, couldn't be read. My mission was to bring the chip to my contact and find out what's on it. To do that, we need the playback device. I'm ordering you to stay locked down in Castle tonight, Agent Barker, until we speak to your superiors and figure out our next move. Agent Walker will stay with you. Make sure you don't get yourself into any more trouble. Wait, Agent Walker, why does she got to stay with him? Casey, you'll totally bunk with him, right? Well... I could think of worse ways to spend the night. Funny, but I can't think of any. You can stay at my house if you wanted to. My best friend Morgan is sleeping on the sofa, and I don't think he'd mind if you were there. (laughs) That's hilarious. I can just picture Morgan and Agent Barker sleeping in the living room together. He has a beard like yours. Speaking of Morgan, let's cut back to the Bartowski house and see how that's going. We see Morgan. He's sleeping on the couch, and... uh, I think he's made himself a little too comfortable. What's up, man? Couldn't sleep? I'm worried about Chuck. I'm afraid I shouldn't have pushed him to break up with Sarah. Well, he's not home. It's a good sign if you know what I mean. Come on, I'll make you a cup of tea. It'll help you sleep. Yeah, I don't think you guys realize what's waiting for you in the kitchen. Whoa! Evening. Talk about low-hanging fruit. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill Chuck. No, didn't Chuck tell you I sleep in the, in the boat? I mean, that's just... Hey, come on, big guy. Where you going? It's not a big deal, but... But you know what I'm saying. some clothes on morgan you're at somebody else's house (laughs) now cut back down to castle and we see agent barker's pushing the cots together as if there's going to be some intimacy right um so are you are you sure that you're okay alone with this guy because i don't mind staying go home chuck and get some sleep i'll see you in the morning okay oh hey chuck you got a second? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, what's the deal with you two? The, uh, us, us two? It's, you know, it's purely professional. Why? Because uh, she's hot. Since there's nothing going on between you, I'm going to try and butter that muffin. Dude, what? Come on, Chuck, you can't just stand there and let him say that. I guess you can, but still. It's morning at the Bartowski's and Chuck is up and ready to go. And he doesn't realize there's something hanging in the air there in the household. (laughs) But he's going to hear about it. Hey, morning. Are we missing a house guest? Honey, honey, it'll be okay. Your boy dropped trowel last night. Excuse me? Mm -hmm. The bearded buffoon sleeps all natural. 
which I respect, just not on my couch. Appetite gone? I am so, so sorry. Yes, let's, uh, let's just forget about it. <laughs> did you talk to Sarah? I did, and we've decided that we're just going to be friends. Oh. Oh, 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 what? What? Oh, didn't you say that I should break up with her? That I needed to move forward with my life? Do you remember saying that? Yeah, I do. I do remember saying that. Um, she didn't have all of the information, Chuck. I'm just going to defend Ellie to the end, okay? I just think that once you let her go, it's going to be really hard to get her back. Ba back? Why would I need to get her back? What she means is that um, a babe like her is not going to be on the market for long, bro. Seriously, Chuck, what were you thinking? Wow. Yeah, what were you thinking, Chuck? And, you know, the first thing he's thinking about is Agent Cole Barker down in Castle with Sarah. And speaking of Sarah, she's in Castle looking up all of Agent Barker's exploits. And it turns out this guy is the real deal. He is a hero. He is one badass secret agent. darling how come you never came to bed last night i didn't feel like sleep who said anything about sleeping let me make this very clear i'm not interested me neither i just think your seduction skills could use a little work and i'm offering my services well you seemed pretty reluctant in your hotel suite last night well i didn't want to blow the cover then chuck shows up at the orange orange and Somehow he's figured out how to look down in Castle from upstairs in the Orange Orange. Sarah? Cole? Cole. Look, I'm not saying you don't possess the necessary instruments. You've just been a bit out of practice. I mean, look at this place. Locked up in this dungeon, it's like keeping a Botticelli in the basement. No one can appreciate the beauty. Man, this guy is smooth. Chuck's got his work cut out for him. Get dressed. As you wish. The dude just took his towel off and he's totally naked now. And he seems to have an admirer in Casey. <laughs> I love Chuck's face as he sees him naked. So I guess the joke here is that apparently Agent Barker is well endowed. Oh, impressive. Come here. What? Now let's come back to the buy more where you remember earlier established Jeff and Lester have a casting couch session going where they pretend to have a need for beautiful women so they can get busy with them. And I have to say right now that this is a little too much. Jeff is super creepy in this episode. He's totally naked under a robe with his robe open and his legs uncrossed. And it's pretty gross. I'm going to say they've gone too far. <laughs> I mean, we're talking lawsuits here, people. 
gonna think about it some more. Next applicant. So my agent says that the salary is between four and seven figures. We are not at liberty to discuss numbers, I'm afraid. It means it's completely negotiable. Are you not wearing any underwear? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> Gross! I love Lester's face. He's just like, oh my god, what 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 have we started here? <laughs> I'm confused. Are you the owners? No, 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 no. Our acquaintance's mother is sleeping with a store manager, so basically now don't think of us as bosses. Think of us as bosses with privileges. Does your building have a security access code? <laughs> Dude, what the hell, Jeff? Are you going to break into her house? Like I said, guys, too far. <laughs> She's just late night emergencies are common in this line of work. So if you're looking for a sales associate, then why do you need a higher swimsuit model? I nearly have a degree in business from the El Segundo School of Finance, so some of these concepts might be over your head. I have a business degree from Harvard. Oh. Friendly rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Lester. I'm calling my boyfriend. Oh. I'm calling the police. <laughs> Who's in charge here? Chuck. Chuck. Oh, boy. Something's telling me that's going to come back to haunt Chuck later. So anyway, back down at Castle, they're now looking at the chip that was in the belt buckle. And this scene kind of bothers me, too. I think my problem is that they treat Chuck badly in this scene right here chuck pretty much says that hey tech that's my specialty i we don't need a playback device i think i could hack this thing and get into it and they just completely blow them off and it just seems out of character for sarah and casey to do that i don't know maybe barker there they just have a different dynamic like Chuck, you're embarrassing us in front of this agent who's a total badass or something. I don't know. It could be that. So if we can't open it, how do we get the playback device? Well, maybe I can hack the chip. I've cracked a data driver, too, in my day. Not like this. It's a little more complicated than you and your friends stealing video games. Yeah. Try to be a hero on this one, Bartowski. Leave it to the pros. Excuse me. I am a pro. My job is a certified computer and electronics technician. Great cover. It's not a cover. It's his life. Look, the only way we're going to read what's on that chip is if we get the playback device. Maybe my cover is still intact. I'll call my contact and arrange a new meet. No, that's too dangerous. Oh, well, sweet. You're worried about me, but I can handle the heat. It's not that I'm worried about you. It's the intelligence that is on that chip falling into Fulcrum's hands. Fine. I'll go without it. Leave the chip here. Worst case scenario, we use this opportunity to smoke out a few Fulcrum agents. Worst case scenario, they catch you and kill you. Yeah. Well, that's a chance I'm just going to have to take. Damn, he is so smooth. Sir, give me a chance. Maybe I can do this. Chuck, just go back to the buy more. We'll call you when it's over. More jammer. Lots of other fish in the sea. Don't get cute with that chip, Bartowski. But you know what's going on in Chuck's head right now? He's like... Oh, I'll show them. I'm going to hack into this chip, and I'm going to show them who's who. Cole Barker, he's some badass agent. What about me, Chuck Bartowski? I'm going to hack into that thing. So let's cut back into the Buy More, and uh, here's Morgan 
Luckily, he's fully clothed. Oh, hey, buddy, listen, I need you to smooth things out with your sis. You know, just tell her, tell her wear pajama bottoms. Not, not now, Morgan. I'm in the middle of something. Oh, and here's Brooklyn Decker, beautiful supermodel. And she's looking for Chuck, who's apparently in charge of all this, according to Jeff and Lester. Hi, are you Chuck? Yeah, how can I help you? You'll be hearing from my lawyer. Oh. <laughs> I love how she slaps Morgan, too, for no reason. Morgan's just there, so he gets slapped, too. I love it. I told Jeff and Lester to hire the new green shirt, and I guess they took a few liberties. I'm sure they did. Yeah, sorry about your lawsuit later, Chuck. Now cut downtown to the meet where Barker's supposed to meet his contact, and let's see if his cover's still intact. My contact is late. I don't see him anywhere in this crowd. Any sign of Fulcrum? Hard to tell. They all look the same. And indeed, Casey's right. There's people in black suits and sunglasses and briefcases and cell phones. You have no idea who's an agent, some kind of operative, or just a business person working there downtown. What the heck are they supposed to do? So they are. We're on. The signal, sir, when you see the playback device, then we'll move in. You got the chip? You got the playback device. Um, actually, Chuck has the chip, and he's there at the nerd herd desk, and I have a feeling it's time to start hacking. Someone call for a professional? Tell me to leave the spy work to the spies. Whoa, he's connected to some wires and some gizmos and thingamajigs, and now it's blinking, and the bad guys know that somebody's activated the chip, and it's nowhere near the area Cole's in, so they know something's up. Wait. Someone just tripped the homing device in the microchip. This guy doesn't have it. It's coming from Burbank. It's a setup. Kill him. Casey Gunn. Hold your position, Walker. That's an order. Cole could be in danger. He's off the grid. We're not authorized to be here. Back here. Drop it. No, you drop it. Don't! Casey was right! Don't move. They almost fooled us until someone tried to hack into the real chip. Gortowski. Yep, you're right, Casey. It was Chuck. And they said it couldn't be done. Well, that's when they call on the real pros, isn't it? Now, let's see what's on the chip that uh, Chuck has just hacked into. This should be good. Holy crap, it's Chuck. Chuck is on the chip. It's Brad's footage from Chuck versus the Suburbs. You know, remember the episode that was supposed to be before this one, but they aired it out of order? Oh, Jason, get over it. <laughs> so Chuck is freaking out. The chip is him. And he's watching it there at the nerd herd desk. Oh, and by the way, the bad guys have just shown up. And as soon as Chuck gets an eye on the woman, the operative, whoever she is, he flashes on her.
And holy crap, her flash footage was pretty disturbing. She like was like torturing people. She had stuff in people's mouths and uh I just it was messed up. So now Chuck is really freaking out that this lady is right here in front of him. Oh, and by the way, the footage of him as the intersect is right there on the monitor. He's got to do something about that chip. So then Jeff and Lester see the people approaching Chuck and they notice he has a gun. They think it's the cops there to arrest them. It's hilarious. I love when Chuck brings the Buy More and the Spiral together like this. It's just funny. Check it out. The fuzz. Oh, God. One of those models was actually called the cops. I told you not to flash them, you perv. The casting couch was your idea. Hi. 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 How can I help you? Bartowski better lock it down. Let's get out of here. That was dumb. Why do people always insist on doing things the hard way? No, no. I assure you, I, I don't. What is the hard way? Um, I have a feeling you're not going to like it, Chuck. Oh, oh, oh my God! This is unbearable! My back is killing me. My wrists are chafing. This is going to get ugly. What level is his pain tolerance? I'd say about a one out of ten. I love it. A one out of ten. <laughs> They're hanging from chains from the ceiling. And Chuck thinks that the torture has already started. Chuck, they haven't done anything yet. What? A one? I'd say I'm at least at an eight. Chuck, the torture hasn't started yet. This is the pre-torture? Okay, okay, put me down for a one. Yeah, he's a one. Sarah, Sarah, I saw it. I know what's on the chip. What? Uh, sorry, mate. It's a bit difficult to put my fingers in my ears right now. It's okay, Chuck. I'm on it. It's me. Okay, we can't let Fulcrum ever find out. No matter what they do to you, you cannot tell them. I can't, I can't handle torture, Sarah. You see all those syringes over there? You know how I feel about needles? Don't worry about torture. I'll incite them, get them to kill us quick. Interesting plan. Okay, we just have to hold out until Casey gets here. Until then, if the pain becomes unbearable, just pass out. Oh. Scare yourself. Shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> I don't know why I think Scaredy Cat Chuck is hilarious. Glad to see you're all in such a chatty mood. The identity of the intersect is on that chip. So who wants to tell me first? I mean, you got to put yourself in Chuck's place. If you were there with some spies that you knew, they were your friends, you're not an operative, and you're hung from the ceiling by chains and you're going to be tortured, you'd be scared too. I don't care what you say, you'd be scared. And you might even be whimpering. So cut to the buy more and Casey's there looking for Chuck. He has no idea that Chuck was grabbed by Fulcrum operatives. Hey. Ooh, nice suit. Where are you headed? A funeral? Yeah, yours if you don't tell me where Bartowski is. He got pinched. What? Cops nabbed him for indecent exposure. Guy can't keep it in his pants. Ah, this 
A hot woman. Real taskmaster type. She can frisk me anytime. Sure of you, idiot. That's how we got this mess in the first place. I like how Casey shoves him against the chain link fence in the stock room and Lester's got an apple in his mouth squished. It's hilarious. I would not like to share a cell with that gentleman. Now cut to the bad guys and it's torture time. Stop it! Stop it! I can't take it anymore! No more torture! Treat me, idiot! I love that gag. It's actually Cole being whipped, and Chuck just can't take watching it. <laughs> Tell me who the intercept is, Cole. And the pain can end. Sarah, I can't let them do this. She's going to kill him. No, no, just keep your mouth shut. Enough, enough. Can't you see he's never going to talk? Everybody talks. Cole knows that. How about it? You ready to talk? Or should I turn up the heat? Um, yeah, she has a blowtorch. She has a freaking blowtorch. Look, I know it's on the chip. I watched it. No, Chuck, no! It's me. I'm the one you're looking for. All of them. Do you really think the CIA would put its entire database of secrets inside his head? He's a pathetic weakling. How could they send him on an assignment? How could he even withstand torture? It's true. He's just a computer and electronics technician. A brave one, but he's not the intersect. Then who is? Me. I'm the intersect. Nice. Cole, he just bailed Chuck out. No, he's not. It's me, okay? And I resent the fact that I couldn't stand up to torture. Do your worst. In fact, you can stick that incredibly long needle in my eye and I still wouldn't tell you anything. Chuck, what are you doing? She's going to torture you. This needle. You want me to put this needle in your eye? You know, you know, on, on, on second thought. <laughs> I think he scared himself into passing out, just like Sarah said. Wake him. Now cut down to Castle, and Casey thinks he has a way to track Chuck and Sarah, but he's going to need some permission first from General Beckman. General. We have a situation. I need surveillance from a NASA satellite. What's going on, Agent Casey? Fulcrum's captured the asset. I suspect he's being tortured. Dear God, he'll never last. <laughs> She's right. Enough. We will try a different approach. Tell me who the intersect is by three. Or I inject Agent Walker with enough ricin to kill an army. One, two. It's me! Thank God the good guys have arrived! It's 
So the fulcrum agent lady tries to escape, but Casey tracks her down. And apparently, she's not going to let herself be captured. Hey, now! Oh. Our turn now. We get to find out everything you know about Fulcrum. No, you won't. Trust me, babe. Everyone talks. I know. No! She just injected herself with ricin. Wow. on purpose that was my move you know i'm terrified of needles so your move was to faint and his was to endure torture we have different methods looks like his method is working and we see sarah helping agent barker out of the building Now, cut to Castle, and we hear the song Airplanes by Local Natives. Keep the ice on that. Oh, I'm fine. I'm really proud of you, Chuck. It's not easy to withstand torture. Oh, I just didn't know the right buttons to push. I have exceptionally ticklish toes, you know. As a child, Ellie was able to extract information from me at will. Well, that's good to know. Besides, you've had a lot of practice enduring torture with our fake relationship. You know, it wasn't completely torture. We certainly had our moments, didn't we? Well, even though it wasn't real, I'm really going to miss it. She's going to miss it, Chuck. That means something, right? She likes the fake cover because she has feelings for you, you dope. Look, maybe I made an impulsive decision. Well, I guess I'd better be heading out. Chuck, thanks for risking your life for me. Don't ever do it again. Don't worry. I won't. Right, I'll give you two a couple minutes. We have to talk about Chuck. If you know who Chuck really is, then you pose a security threat. Someone that I will have to handle. Well, I can't say being handled by you is an unappealing option. Look, if I proved anything to you by now, it's that I can keep my word. Feel free to say no, but your government has sent a fully loaded G4 to fly me back to London. I figure same amount of fuel, we'd go to Fiji. Sorry, I need to work. Understood. I'm offering to help you with your interrogation skills. Do these lines actually work? Often. Okay. Change of tactic. The truth. I really need a vacation, and it looks like you do too. All I can offer you is some good company, warm sun, and lots of wild passion, because the truth is, I think you're a breathtakingly beautiful woman. 
damn, this guy's good. Chuck is up in the orange-orange now, and he's thinking about maybe surveilling them again. Heck, why not? Just for old times' sake. You've spent so much time worrying about someone else. You've forgotten about yourself. I've got work to do. So, yeah, um, Agent Cold just kissed Sarah. They had a long, passionate kiss. And Chuck saw the whole thing. Now, let's cut to the buy more. And Chuck is, uh, I don't think he knows what to think right now. He blew it, is what he feels, I think. But you know what? I don't know if we're supposed to like or hate Agent Barker. I think we're supposed to not like him at first because he's kind of a, he says, I'm not a good guy. But it turns out he's a great guy. He's actually a hero. And Sarah doesn't want him. She wants Chuck. If I was there, I would tell him that. But uh, I'm not. So he's got Morgan, though. So let's see what Morgan says. But of course, Chuck's not going to talk to Morgan about any of that because Morgan... He still needs a place to stay, and he promises he's not going to be naked anymore. Maybe Ellie will let him come back. <laughs> hey, Chuck, I was thinking that, uh, you know, maybe Ellie seeing me naked was actually a blessing in disguise. Not for her, it wasn't. I realize I need my own place, somewhere I can sleep naked, you know, and, and my poor sweet mother isn't I'm constantly being violated by my boss. Yeah, that sounds sensible. It actually makes perfect sense. I'm 27 years old and I live in the same room with the same Tron poster I've had since I was 12. I just, I need to make something happen, you know? Yeah. Morgan? Yeah? Let's move in together. <sighs> Tell me you're not joking. Let's do it, buddy. I mean, it's time we both moved on with our lives. I've been waiting so long to hear you say those words. This is awesome. Chuck and Morgan are moving in together. Oh, wait. Uh, Big Mike has a word, though. Bartowski, how come I got a machine full of calls from human resources? Some kind of harassment. I may have a couple of ideas, sir. Get in my office. You think he'll talk? Everyone talks. Boy, don't you know it, Jeff. Everyone talks. Now let's cut to the highway where Agent Barker is being escorted to the airport and everything's going to be all right. Right, guys? Friggin' the highway cop just drove up alongside the car and killed the driver. Something tells me uh, Cole Barker's not getting out of town. Now let's cut to the Bartowski house and we hear the song The Brightest of the Heart by Starflyer59. 
guys? Ellie, awesome. You guys gather around. We got an announcement to make. Is it safe? Yeah, no, cool, man. Cool. Uh, fruit stands closed. It's okay, babe. Sorry, still a little fresh. It'll wear off. Hey, uh, you want to do the honors? Ellie, awesome. I have made a very important decision. I'm moving out. <gasps> yes. And moving in with Morgan. No. <laughs> I love that. No. <laughs> yeah, tell us your real feelings, Ellie. <laughs> oh yeah, video games and nudity all day and all night. What's Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can I talk to you for a second? It's kind of important. Take your time. Hey, sir. You need to talk about your third wheel. <laughs> I love that. Talk about your third wheel. So now Sarah has something she needs to tell Chuck, and it's really important. Cole's been captured by Fulcrum, we believe. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Chuck, he knows you're the intersect. We have to go into 24-hour protective detail until further notice. What exactly does that mean? It means we can't break up and we have to move in together. Well, Ellie's watching. We better sell it. You sure about this? I mean, he's a really tough guy. Maybe he won't talk. Chuck, everyone talks. Yes, indeed. Everyone talks. I guess. That's what they keep telling us. But guys, that was it! Season 2, Episode 15, Chuck versus the Beefcake. And I was a little hard on the show at the beginning, but you know what? I've come around to it. It's a good episode. Airing the episodes out of order really throws me off because the energy is all wrong at the beginning of the episode. You just go into it so annoyed at Ellie for telling Chuck to break up with Sarah that you really have to think long and hard on why you feel this way. And it's because they aired the episodes out of order and the energy's all wrong. Uh, I hope that I made that clear enough to everyone and didn't just confuse everybody. But really, it's not such a bad episode. And Cole Barker, he's a good guy. We don't actually hate the guy. Sarah's not interested in him. She's interested in Chuck. Sure, the guy's dashing. He's handsome. He's a badass agent. But... uh Chuck is the guy for Sarah, so don't worry about it, everybody. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's a two-parter, so we're going to have to find out next episode in Season 2, Episode 16, Chuck versus the Lethal Weapon. And I can't wait for that episode because I do really like that episode. It's a lot of fun. And I hope you guys liked this episode. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Chuck Series Companion. If you would, please go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you can find all my previous episodes. There you can read all about each episode. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Jstrom. But most of all, please send me some feedback. I'd really appreciate it. I love feedback. It helps keep me going. It's fuel that keeps this machine running. 
And uh, most of all, guys, go watch some more Chuck and I'll see you next time. I'm moving out. <gasps> yes! And moving in with Morgan. No! Now this is podcasting. Sarah said she'd never get involved with another spy. But when he comes back, all bets are off. When you meet somebody you care about, it's hard to walk away. Now, for Chuck to compete with this super spy, he'll do something he's never done before. We're dead. Bartoski's got a gun. Only Chuck, next Monday, 8, 7 central on NBC.